Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And Allie. And we have a special guest with us today, return guest. Well, thank you. Kelly Birch, our vestibular specialist. Kelly's back with us. Good morning. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you that have uh, caught our previous episodes, you guys know Kelly has special, special training in vestibular therapy. Uh, For anyone that's listening new, Kelly, give our listeners just a 30-second intro What is that big fancy word, vestibular therapy? Vestibular therapy uh, involves problems with the inner ear, which affects a person's balance. Uh, If someone feels dizzy, disoriented, uh, a lot of times it's due to problems in the ear. And vestibular rehab is a specialized type of therapy dealing with uh, solving those problems, getting people back to feeling normal again, getting balance better to prevent falls, um, eliminating that disoriented, dizzy feeling. Sometimes people get positional vertigo for different reasons in their inner ear. Um, so it's a type of therapy that fixes all those things. And for all those new people listening and you still want to hear more about how Kelly can treat that in the clinic, why don't you go back and listen to that first episode? That's awesome. <laughs> and, and Kelly is our resident expert, and Kelly has done training for all of our staff last winter. And so all of our clinicians have a uh, thumbnail's worth of knowledge, and Kelly has the whole hand. Yeah, so. not as much oh. as Kelly, but they know <laughs> where to direct their patients. <laughs> but uh, what we kind of wanted to zero in and talk a little bit today is kind of a subspecialty uh, vestibular therapy uh, and talking about concussions. So. Yeah. Vestibular rehab is great for concussions. So explain to me, um, let's say that I know nothing about vestibular therapy or concussions, and I'm just the average football fan who's seen (laughs) somebody get a concussion, and they're in what I've heard of concussion protocol. Um, What does vestibular therapy do for concussion? Well, a lot of times after a person has a concussion, um, because of the... um, problems that you have with the brain Uh, one misconception I'd like to get out there is people always think oh I didn't hit my head I didn't get concussed Um, there's a lot of times when people have whiplash injuries where their head doesn't hit anything but the brain hitting up against the against the walls of the skull can actually cause a concussion but it's anytime you have a head injury or trauma like that where afterwards you have uh, some dizziness or disorientation sometimes your balance is off Um, Your vision, right? Yeah, vision. Ear, your inner ear, your brain and your eyes all work together. So once a concussion occurs, that kind of can get disrupted. So maybe you're not eye tracking properly or um, you feel like your balance is off. Um, And so with, you had asked me about football players, that plays a big part in returning to sport. If you're not feeling right after that, uh, for one, it makes you more susceptible to having a secondary concussion if you don't retrain your ear, brain, and eyes to work properly together. Uh, Visually, you're off. Your reaction time's going to be a little bit slower. But those athletes go into uh, like a, a program to return to their activities so that they're doing it safely. And when they come back, they're actually 100%. Reminds me of one of my most fun words from PT school. And that is? Coup contra coup. Yes. What? <laughs> Let's talk about what that is. First, Kelly. spell it. What What are you talking about? So 
you were talking about where the brain has the space. So I think of the brain um, like a hard-boiled egg where the shell is right against the egg. But that's actually not the case, right? Correct. And that's actually what um, the big misconception is with concussions. Um, People think, oh, in fact, I remember going to, I went to a great concussion course at Children's Hospital last year. It's it was amazing. It opened my eyes to all kinds of new research. We're doing all kinds of new techniques here with that. Cool. But the big thing in that concussion course, I remember asking myself, my son plays high school football. And so I raised my hand early on and wanted to know, you know, is there a type of helmet? I mean, if you look at helmets out there, you can spend, I mean, mm, yeah. 500... 1500 is there a type of helmet that's better to prevent concussions because you see this in the news and um this phd this man was brilliant and he's doing all kinds of research in this area he was talking about no your skull is your helmet Mm -hmm. um it it, the helmets that you wear are for lacerations Uh, they protect you from bruises and lacerations but as far as the concussion goes exactly there is space between your brain and your skull and that's where the real problem comes with with concussion it's within your head it's your brain hitting up against the walls of your skull that can cause the issue and is that space what you're talking about yes so the way uh my professor described coup contra coup was (laughs) is this like latin well i I think it is yeah so (laughs) think of a pickle in a jar if you shake the jar the pickle will eventually hit the side of the jar and bounce over and hit the other side of the jar and with, when that happens in the skull, that's called coup contra coup. So the coup is when the brain hits the side and then bounces back and hits the other side. So that sloshing around is actually where the injury happens. Correct. Is that right, Kelly? Yes. And so the inner ear talks to the brain. Yeah. And actually the inner ear is in kind of a cave of bone. Mm-hmm. And it can move around as well, too. So sometimes the inner ear gets disrupted and then the brain. With right. that con- with that trauma, with that head trauma. And they need to talk to each other so that you can look out of your head with your eyeballs correctly. And your head and eye speed is the same. And um, when that occurs, all of that can get disrupted. So somebody suffers a concussion like that, they almost have to be reset is what yeah. I kind of like to look at it as. So that really, you know, to your point, I think um, what I've seen in practice over the last 20 years is that a lot of folks have symptoms of concussion and they never maybe did hit their head really hard. I think that's a misconception, it right? It is. Well, I didn't, oh, I didn't get concussion because I didn't hit my head. And right. I'm like, whoop, hold right there. <laughs> yeah, so that quick whip of the head or maybe a fall onto a, even a shoulder and your head slides quickly to the side um, can all create that kind of pickle in the jar yep. sensation. You don't have to be an NFL football player to no, get a concussion. Any no. rumble, tumble right. that sets your brain off it, of the well, coup contra coup. <laughs> right. And you're, th- and you're worried about your shoulder because it hurts, yeah. but you feel kind of funky afterwards. Just not right, kind of woozy and out of it, and your balance is a little off. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff that you look at afterwards um, when you kind of reassess, okay, how am I after this fall? And I think people will let that go. Like, oh, well, right. yeah, it, it's no big deal. Well, it, it can be fixed. It's not, you're more susceptible to falls after something like that if you are having that disorientation. And that's what vestibular rehab helps with. So this sounds like a perfect time to mention that all of our listeners <laughs> have direct access to <laughs> Oxford right. Physical Therapy. And if you do have that feeling of something's not quite right, and you mentioned eye and head speed. So what I think a lot of times happens is it's mainly when folks maybe turn their head or yes. look quickly. Um, it's not that they're dizzy, maybe like a true vertigo or vestibular patient. Seeing double. Yeah, but they can't quite put their finger on it, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll say, "My, there's something wrong with my vision. 
I move my head and it feels like my eyes are moving slower than my head. And, uh-huh. and, and that's a good point to make. There's a difference between dizziness, disorientation, and vertigo. Vertigo is where that looks like the room is spinning. Oh, now, wow. sometimes people will get that after concussions, and that's certainly something to check out and look into. But then there's this dizziness, just an offness. That's what a lot of times people will report. I just feel off when I look out. It's just kind of weird and, and just disoriented. So you mentioned new research, and I think that what we used to think about concussions was if you get a concussion, and I'm talking about this as a documented concussion, maybe it is that sports player, maybe it is someone that had a car accident, mm-hmm. um, they were told go lie in a dark room and wait X number of days. Correct, and is, that's, is no. Is that still what we, people should be doing? Absolutely not. They, okay. they want you to try to get back to as normal activity as possible within limits and that's I mentioned that that course at Children's Hospital that was great um, that I went to um, with all the latest research and the big point is oftentimes people will have headaches afterwards they'll have dizziness after concussion you have to know your tolerable amount so you're going to have those after an injury like that a head trauma Um, you need to start slowly working yourself back into normal activities and you have kind of a threshold mm-hmm. of, okay, these symptoms will get worse, and here's where my limit is. I keep doing normal activities until I get to that limit. And then I go sit down and I rest, try to let those things subside before I start back up again. Mm-hmm. But the dark room, no stimulation, it, it, they don't do it anymore. It's, it's, you're going to rebound much more quickly and, and get back to normal if you slowly push into those symptoms. And then, of course, going to something like vestibular rehab, you might need specific eye exercise exercises, retraining for these reflexes, um, and that speeds up the process dramatically. But, you know, the dark room is definitely old. And if, if you think you've had something like that, don't take it upon yourself to get in that dark room. You know, be pushing for, I'm dizzy, I feel off, uh, asking your doctor for a script if you need it. And if you don't, coming in to us at our <laughs> clinics for some vestibular rehab because it speeds up the process dramatically. For recovery. Let's, let's say uh, someone's like, oh, yeah, I had a car accident six months ago, and I still feel that way, and it's probably just too late for me. Absolutely not. How long can someone come in and get help if they've had an issue? Uh, anytime. I've had people years after, because what happens, because you are off visually, uh-huh. you're not tracking properly. Um, when your eyes move quickly from word to word on a page that you're reading, or you turn your head to look at the clock, and then your friend calls your name, and you turn to look at them, um, you make compensations to get through your day, Uh but they can always be retrained because mm-hmm. if you're doing it incorrectly because of of what happened with the injury, that can always be retrained. You just kind of start back at the beginning, start slow. Um, you know, we push into those symptoms, but you don't have to be worried that we're going to make you feel terrible and dizzy. <clears throat> we know how to just gently push in and then we rest. And you just keep upping it a little bit, kind of sneak up on those symptoms as you retrain. Um, and it, 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 there's no really no time limit. So mm-hmm. if a patient, if it has been months or years since their accident or head injury or anything that has caused this, are these symptoms something that um, can go away and come back? Are they they kind of hide or is it just constant? They live in this constant like dizziness or off like that they, you're they do. About? I think they live there where maybe it gets a little bit better and and they just kind of think, oh well, right. this is how it's going to be. Um, and they compensate to get through their days, and and it's not 
horrible vertigo, but it's just this offness that they do live with and they're probably not as productive as they could be. You're getting more fatigue because mm-hmm. you're working harder. Um, it's just, yeah, a lot of times I think it stays with you. Um, and I think people tolerate it when they really shouldn't right. because it is fixable. Right. Treatable. So we both have high school age kids mm-hmm. and uh, they both are athletic. They're, you know, when we're watching them compete and I know as a therapist sitting on the sidelines <laughs> watching your kid, Ugh. you're constantly analyzing things, right? Well, my son had a concussion no Two way. years ago, yes, a mild one. Yeah. Boy, I jumped on that right away. <laughs> he was, we, that, we'd never fought so much before, and I'm making him do these exercises, and he'd be like, oh, mom, I don't want to, and I'm like, get up, we're going to have a therapy session. <laughs> but you know what? I, I jumped right on that with him with vestibular rehab, and the trainers, even at school, were like, well, yeah, you, I, you yeah. can do that. And I'm like, I do this all the time at work. <laughs> let, let me, me do it. Let yeah. me take the reins here. Mama and, Bear's coming in yes. high. <laughs> and she had him back. I, I had him back in probably a week and a half, just because I we jumped on those symptoms right mm-hmm. away you know he was like oh I don't feel I'm like you know what we're gonna do a little bit of this it, it's gonna make you a little more dizzy in the beginning but it'll be tolerable repeat it repeat it repeat it and um, he's doing great these so, kids of therapists man I know uh, Matt yeah. was telling They're his cursed. kids it's a rough life <laughs> <laughs> telling his kids to go stretch before they complain to him once yes, yes. <laughs> I'm doing they a sub- suboccipital release, which is a neck technique to my 11-year-old. Yeah. 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 He's talking about it with his friends. I'm like, Kyle. They get the treatment yeah. at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think that's important because I think, um, you know, it is one of the scariest terms or injuries that we hear. Especially because, now. Yeah. You know, there's been so much out there about brain disorders with repeated concussions in the NFL and things that that leads to. And I think as a parent, especially a parent of a, a son or daughter in a contact sport you start to worry a little bit when you hear the word concussion sure you know so I would just encourage our listeners out there um, you know don't be so afraid when you hear that there is treatment for it right and if your son or daughter has a concussion because not we think football right but I know one of the most prevalent sports is girls soccer yes because of heading the ball yeah and uh, catchers in baseball if they take a hard ball off the face mask you know, things like Ouch. that that you may not think about. Sure. Um, if you're hearing these symptoms from your son or daughter, and I have teenagers, so if most of what I hear is uh-huh or uh-huh. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you can truth. really pull some yes. things out and get your teenager to talk a little bit. When they're bit, in a good mood. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Hit them in a good time. Yeah. Um, there's, there's treatment there, right? Oh, definitely. And, and don't be afraid, and it's not meaning that their career is over. Obviously, no. these are very serious symptoms. They need to be monitored and watched, not only from physical therapy, but from other angles, neurologists and things like that, if they become repetitive and severe. But in your son's case, mild, treat it right away. How many years have gone by now without another? It was in eighth grade. He's a, no, it was, um, it was, it's been about a year, year and a half since that. He hasn't okay. had a problem since. Not a career ending injury. No, <laughs> not at all. Not yeah. So um, tell me anything that maybe folks uh, could do from a prevention standpoint. Like, are, is there any link to neck strength, stability? Um, yes. Anything like that that we can talk about if maybe they're, they are that seventh or eighth grader going into these sports, anything they could do to prepare? Yeah, I mean, there there's neck strengthening exercises. I, there's so many programs in these schools now where mm-hmm. the trainers are in their work strength. The schools have their own strength coaches. Um, they do do a lot with um, agility and um, neck strengthening uh, to 
you know, it, it's hard to say to give them something to prevent the injury. That's hard. You want a well-rounded strengthening program. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as prevention goes, I think kids are just so... It could happen. It still it, could it, happen. It could even still if happen. They're busy. They're practicing sure. all the time. It's at a high level. Um, yes. But I guess the key is if it does happen, you know, get on it right away mm-hmm. and... Um, get in to get assessed because the sooner we start, the sooner they're getting back to normal and feeling better and getting back to school and getting back to their sports and their activities. Yeah. We talked about the kids and that end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the other end of the spectrum. And we talked about falls, right? And maybe an older patient or person, or maybe someone listening, their parents had a fall and they're like, ever since that fall, Mom or dad just doesn't seem right, and Correct. they're they're stumbling and falling all the time. They always just say it's because they're you know of that age. It's just going right. to happen. Well, and and the thing is, I think they're of the age group where it was you know you have to hit your head. Oh, you weren't concussed. Mm-hmm. You didn't hit your head. But you're right. There's a lot of falls where you know you you jar yourself. Your head gets jarred. You might land, slip on the ice, and land on your your bottom and jar your head. And they they think, oh no, I didn't hit my head. Well, you could have really shook things up Mm -hmm. but you're right there's a lot of visual issues and I think in that age group then they get put into like you said Ellie they're oh they're just older their balance gets worse as you get older and I absolutely yes it does but it's reversible I absolutely there's things you can do I mean let's be honest everything gets worse as you get older right (laughs) right yes (laughs) nothing's getting we're getting wiser but outside of that you know we're all getting worse physically right so you know balance is no different than flexibility or strength or anything else there's things we can do to fight that correct yeah those inner ears slow down every year after the age of 40 they slow down they don't do as good of a job but that's reversible you i I have such even the non-concussion patients getting them in here with balance deficits those people do great because Mm -hmm. as soon as you start working those inner ears they step back up and Mm -hmm. everybody improves and you know it happens with these concussion patients because with that jarring if that inner ear is not functioning properly, you're kind of, like I said, resetting them. And it, you can do it at any age. Yeah. Well, I think that's great information. And, uh, you know, again, another topic that we've uncovered that I think a lot of people suffer from. Yes. And maybe don't know that the help is out there. Right. So I would just encourage our listeners, um, if you are experiencing these symptoms or a loved one, you know, get them some help, get them into physical therapy, you know, contact us and let's, let's get them moving better. Let's get them feeling themselves again. Yeah. Get them back to do it back to their lives. That's right. These contact sports are coming back into season. Um, Well, why don't you come in for a free screen and see how things are doing before the injury actually happens. Yep. All right. I always learned something new when we were with Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for being on. Awesome. Bye everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.